2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game from Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesko. It's Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim, Chet, Jessica. Hey, Chet, it's Red October. The Phillies are going to the World Series, my friend. The Eagles are the only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. The Union are in the NLS semifinals. Yes, I said it. The Union. The Flyers are competing every night. The Sixers, well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. What a fun Red October to be a Philly sports fan. If you're a five-for-five five Philly sports fan, Bill, yeah, you're in your glory right now. I mean, wherever you look, there's a game on or at least a preview about an upcoming game involving one of our Philly teams, with the Phillies, of course, getting the most attention because they're going to the freaking World Series. First time in 13 years for that. We're pretty excited about it. And it's you know prompted a lot of us to make some adjustments to our weekend plans, maybe upsetting our spouses, not saying anyone in particular, but uh, hey, it is what it is, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll tell you what, Chad, it's the kind of thing, I was thinking about this today. You know, you, you mentioned 13 years ago, uh, and then we had two in a row, but it was, what, uh, 93 before that, 83 before that, 80 before that. It just doesn't happen that often. So when you get a chance, you got to get after it. You got to enjoy it because you just never know when the next one will be. Yeah, that's for sure. And we're going to try to cover all the bases in uh, what's going to be a fun hour. We had to shift some things around a bit because the Eagles bulked up a little bit, made a trade. So one of our guests happens to be an Eagles beat reporter. So he's uh, still cranking out some stories related to that acquisition, which we will get to with him in our second half hour, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. We'll save that Eagles talk because uh, Chet, Howie and the boys continue to load up. They're going all in here. It looks like it's a Super Bowl or bust for the Philadelphia Eagles here in 2022. Yeah, it sure seems that way. Uh, Howie pulls off another one. Most fans seem to be happy about it. So, uh, I mean, they got a guy in Robert Quinn of the Bears, who we'll talk about later, who is a sackmeister. Got off to a slow start this year, but he had a whole bunch of sacks, I think 18 and a half last year. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. But we'll talk more about that in the second half hour. Absolutely. But, hey, let's get talking about some Phillies, Chet. And, uh, hey, you know, it, it's hard to think to where, where to even start as far as how this thing has played out. But um, let's start at the end. What, was the Bryce Harper home run at the in the eighth inning, uh, bottom of the eighth, something – out of the movie The Natural or what? <laughs> it was pretty wild. It was pretty. And the funny thing was, you know, when he hit it, he didn't really move that much. I wasn't sure if he thought it was going to be an out or if he knew it was gone. And I had all these thoughts like, well, what if it's like off the wall? Why is he not running hard? I had all these thoughts within like a five second span. And then we see it go over the fence. And uh, it was quite a spectacle. I loved it. Yeah, I, I think he knew and the pitcher knew. Um yeah. No, and uh, and Bryce played it out a little bit. That that was fun. Uh, but you know, if as you as you work your way back, well, well, let, let's go to the end. Uh, Rob Thompson's getting a lot of credit for making a lot of good moves. He made a lot of bad moves. Yet uh, his players bailed him out. Uh, he took Zach Wheeler out again too early. Set himself up for needing nine outs from his bullpen. Two of those three guys that were supposed to get six of those outs did not do the job this time around. Um, but then bringing Ranger Suarez in at the end was genius. So, uh, you know, Dominguez didn't work. Robertson didn't work. Suarez was a genius move. Yeah, it certainly worked out. And uh, they're not bad moves if, you know, things ultimately work out for you, I, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Suarez <laughs> got the job done. And, you know, that was 
quick thinking on his part. First pitch he throws, the guy bunts on him, and nobody expected that. But Suarez is a good fielding pitcher. He handled it, threw the guy out at first. Uh, not an easy play, certainly. But you mentioned the Bryce Harper call. You know what? Let, let's go back and revisit oh, that. Courtesy our buddy Scott Fransky. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. Yes. And it is gone. Yes. yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. Are you kidding me? Oh, his 10th career home run in the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one. Uh, wow. Four to three Phillies in the bottom of the eighth inning. Crazy. Crazy for sure. That courtesy, of course, uh, 94 WIP and the Phillies. And, boy, Fransky has been on fire. I've actually you know, caught a bunch of his work um, because I've been in the car for some of the early parts of the games. And uh, he and Larry and T-Mac, when he does a couple innings, they have been just killing it on the radio. Yeah, they, they've been great, and that was a great call. And I, I'm glad they captured that and, and we got to, you know, yeah. got to share it with us because it, it was definitely a great call and a great moment. But, hey, Bedlam let's work our bank. way. Bedlam at the bank. I like well, I, and I was going to say uh, yeah. the shirts are out. Bedlam <laughs> at the bank shirts are out I ah, saw today. Yeah. Nice. I didn't see them live. I saw, I saw a picture of them where you could order them. Uh, Bedlam at the bank with a little uh, silhouette in the back of Bryce Harper with Bedlam at the bank across it. So I'm wearing my Harper uh, jersey today. So it it says Harper on the back. Trust me. Uh, I just decided to go to the bank tonight. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, hey, hey, let's let's back our way up, uh, because I think if you go to the night before, uh, where the Phillies give up four in the first, the Barry Falter uh, situation did not work out well. Um, Phillies end up coming back and winning that. And I think somewhere buried in there, uh, Connor Brogdon, he comes in and he gives up one hit that allows a run to come in. But then he settles the score. He, he pitches great couple innings that gets them back on track of what they thought they were going to get out of Bailey Falter. It took them Falter and Brogdon to get there, but they got there, kept the game close. Hoskins coming back in the bottom of the first inning with a two-run homer was awesome. Um, Brad Hand, Brad Hand's probably not going to see much work, but, you know, um, he didn't do well. But it, it just all worked out in a game that looked like it could get away from them. And, and I got to give Brogdon credit because he could have blown up and all of a sudden, that game is six or eight to nothing after one, two, or three innings, and it's over. Yeah, you know, uh, you mentioned that uh, some of Thompson's moves didn't work out. Starting Bailey Falter did not. I w- I would have gone with Cindergard personally, just because he's had more experience, and uh, you know, I-, I think he would have been up to the task. But again, his offense bailed him out. It was funny, you know, I was in Chippensburg, or not Chippensburg, Gettysburg, for the weekend in central Pennsylvania for an event. So I missed the beginning of both the Friday and Saturday games. And uh, Saturday, I was at this banquet for the first couple of innings. And I I texted a picture, or I showed my picture, my brother-in-law, rather, a picture of what was going on at the ball game. It was 4 nothing already in the top of the first inning. And then uh, I showed him again, you know, 10 minutes later, Phillies are coming back four to three. Eventually we made it to uh, a sports bar, craft brewery sports bar and uh, got to watch the whole rest of the game. So yeah, the offense and the relief pitchers certainly bailed out the Phillies on Saturday night and it all worked out great. We're all happy. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think the, the other thing, um, I don't, this is really lost in the, in the, uh, woodwork anywhere big hits from reese hoskins <laughs> big blast when they really needed it the night before he comes up and he strikes out three times and makes an error that a little leaguer doesn't make uh just a gosh awful night he comes back the next night and hits two bombs and they needed them both yeah uh he was occasionally pedestrian last season yeah. and again this season his fielding is always an adventure, <laughs> but uh, man, he's had some huge hits here in the postseason, 
And I love his enthusiasm, too. Not only when he hits them, but when other players hit him. You know, like when Bryce or anybody else gets a big hit, they show the dugout, and Reese is always one of the guys who's just, like, thrilled to see what his teammates are doing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, how could we have this conversation and not be talking about Schwab bombs? <laughs> I mean, He's getting just- hot, getting on base and getting some big hits all of a sudden, so that's great. Uh, certainly need him. Still waiting for yeah. Castellanos to get it going in terms of some power, but hey, it, it's a team effort and it's all working. I'm not too concerned about the power. Get on base, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I'll go back. I think I said this last week, but I've said it several times to people uh, since the playoffs started. Not a huge Alex Rodriguez uh, broadcast fan, but he said something way back in the very beginning. Contact wins in October. He's not lying. Uh, Put the ball in play, move runners, hit an occasional home run, uh, don't strike out, make the other team make plays. He's dead on, and that's what the Phillies have done, and here we are. Yeah, here we are, and uh, there they are celebrating the NLCS win, going back to the World Series, first time since 2009. And we got the official word today from the manager that it will be Aaron Nola starting on Friday night, Zach Wheeler on Saturday night. I had heard that possibility over the last few days, and I like it because, you know, Nola hasn't pitched in a while. His last, uh, the last time Houston actually lost a game was when Nola clinched the uh, spot in the wild card for the Phillies three and a half weeks ago, if you can believe that. Um, But yeah, Nola hasn't pitched in a while, and Zach Wheeler will now get an extra day's rest. And, you know, if need be, they'll have Nola and Wheeler then for games five and six. So I think it's a great move. How about you? Um, oh, I'd say it's a bad move. Uh, I don't know that it matters. Uh, they should both be equally as good. Uh, they're both right-handers. It's not like you're you're going righty-lefty somehow. Um, they're they're they've got plenty of rest. I don't I don't really know that it matters. I, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over it one way or the other. Well, I think the extra day for Wheeler can't hurt. So uh, I'm fine with. it. I think it's a good move. And- well, but he's going to get seven. I mean, he's going to get seven days or whatever it is. <laughs> well, well, speaking he, of Zach Wheeler, we can't. Days, we though. we got to talk about him. You know, uh, two phenomenal games. Not good yeah. games. Great games. Phenomenal games from him during crunch time. That's why they got him, and uh, he he paid his dividends. And I think, and and Danola, I think he will respond better in this series than he did in that in his one outing in the. Uh, San Diego series, I think a lot of nerves, the brother, the whole deal. Um, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, I think he'll be better come the World Series. Yeah, I'm not too worried about him. Uh, he's won me over. I mean, yeah, he had a little blip the last time out, but he was really, really good the last few times out there. Uh, our buddy Freddie asking about yeah. that. Yeah, you do, but I don't know if they would pitch him, you know, that much with that short amount of rest in between. So, yeah, you do lose him. But, hey, hopefully you win it in five or six, and then you don't have to worry about that, Freddie. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and he's right. He's right. But, again, I think, uh, you know, is Nola Wheeler that much better than Nola? Do you get do you get one side or the other? Uh, the, the thing that, that still worries me, Chet, just a little bit, is uh, you got to get consistency from Dominguez. you got to get consistency from Robertson. These guys – yeah. If we're going to continue to, to the way we are and we're going to try to get 9 and 12 outs every night out of our bullpen, those guys have to be on. And uh, John Smoltz was driving me crazy. But he was saying that, and he was right. Uh, you're asking a big, big thing for guys to be good every single night out of the bullpen to come in and be able to get three outs and be sharp every night. I'm going to give Sir Anthony a pass on the last one. I think it was really just the weather. You know, the hands no, were wet. Stop he, it. Was having, he was having trouble gripping. I mean, clearly three wild pitches. He was all over the place. And who, who, he was nervous. That I think game, was the weather. Who else in that game spiked the ball? Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Some some guys react differently to others. I think he just had oh. trouble getting the proper oh. grip. You'll deny it, but hey. Make me my an opinion. excuse to cry me a river, pal. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> Robertson oh, walked geez. a couple in a row, too. Then he might have been having a little problem also. So, yeah, good strike zone. That's what, that's what his problem was. 
how about Alvarado? And he, he's pretty good. He, he's turned it around. He's really, really good. And thank you to Bob Melvin for not bringing in Hader to face Harper. Oh. Boy, he's getting lambasted for that out in San Diego. I mean, you got Hader, one of the best closers in the business, who had struck out, I believe, the previous eight batters that he faced, and he's got Harper there ready to go. I know Harper hits lefties well, but still, boy, I would have brought well, him that, in a that's, my, that's why you got Josh Hader for yeah. that situation. And You know, they said this on Post Game Live. I, I don't know that it's a fact. Uh, and I don't know that it's today, uh, this year, but they said that in the past, Hader would not face six batters, would not face six outs. Yeah, He's a one-inning guy. Well, you know what, pal? We need you now, and we need six outs, and we got you to get Harper out in this situation. And to leave him sitting out there, uh, the guy pitched once in the whole series, that's that's really bad decision-making by – Yep. Melvin or Hader, whoever whoever made that call. Yeah, but we'll take it. The Phillies have really had some good fortune, not only in the series, but in the whole year. I mean, think about it. They added the DH this year, so that gave Harper the opportunity to play. He wouldn't have had that season, opportunity. Season saver. Season, season saver for the Phillies. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they added another wild card team this year. The Phillies wouldn't be in the postseason if they didn't add that wild card. So, they may be a team of destiny, Bill. I hate using that phrase, but you just yeah. I, I hate to use that that phrase either. Just keep winning games is what I say. But uh, you know, and they did it with getting very little offensively from Alec Bohm. Uh, he he'll get straightened out. Um, Bryson Stott just ke- keeps getting big hits when they need him. You gotta like him. Gene Segura had some downs and ups and crazy things happen, but uh, he was solid uh, just all the way around. I thought everybody. Um, really, really did a good job, including Nick Castellanos, who had a handful of hits as well. Yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun. We'll talk about Segura and whether he should be back next year after this all ends. But right now, let's just enjoy it. Enjoy the guys we have out there. But you know what? We all know this. Houston is a very, very good team. They've been to the series now four of the last six years. They've won, what, 105 or 106 games this year. Do you realize the last time they lost a game was three and a half weeks ago, the night the Phillies <laughs> clinched the spot in the postseason? Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, yeah. they only played, what, uh, nine games since then. Nine. They, they finished off with a couple of wins over the Phillies when it didn't matter for either teams. And then in the postseason, they, they swept both of their series, seven games. So, yeah, they've won nine in a row on top of the uh, 105 in the regular season. So, seven in the postseason. Um, man, they're a good team, and they have the experience. They have – some great hitters, some great pitching. I know we think the Phillies are playing well, but Houston's playing pretty well too. They haven't lost a series since late August. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Jane says Nick had some great catches in the outfield too, and Jane is right. And to your point about the nine the nine wins in a row, uh, Boop is going to join us a little later. He posted a stat on that nine-game winning streak. We'll get him to tell us about that when we get to him shortly. Uh for our football stuff, we're going to talk a little baseball with him as well. So, uh, yeah, I think the big thing right now, Chet, is you're going to see Justin Verlander uh, at least twice. He is a monster. Oh, yeah. Um, he could be beat, <clears throat> but he's really good. You got to put the ball in play or he'll strike out 15 guys. Uh, play small ball, work him. Uh, Toronto was one team that finally got to him for six runs early had a 9-1 lead and then blew the lead. Uh, the only game in that series that uh, that the Astros hit. And they didn't hit big against the Yankees either. So uh, Philly's pitching, needs to shut them down, and they need to play some small ball and get things going. I'm not going to make any predictions. I'm just going to watch the games, hope for the best, and see what happens. Um, I, I know the Astros are a heavy favorite, but, hey, you got to play the games. The Braves were a pretty heavy favorite to beat the Phillies, too. Look how that worked out. So let's get it going Friday night, Bill. I can't wait. Yeah, well, I am going to make a prediction because I have kahunas. <laughs> Not like some, apparently. And I'm going to say that the, the Phillies are going to win this thing. I believe it will be six games. Um, I don't really want to go to a seventh game, although it would be awful fun to watch. But. I think the Phillies are going to win this thing in six. I hope you're right. I don't want a game seven either because that would be November 5th, and I'm supposed to go to a Hooters concert that night. <laughs> well, the things you have to do for Hooters and baseball. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll just leave I'm that not there. going there. Let's I'll talk about insurance, Bill. Come on. All right. We'll get back to the Phillies a little bit more when we uh, when we get Boop uh, uh, with us. But, hey, Chad, I'll tell you what. We know in the next 10 days, at least, we're going to be spending more time on our couch than we are in our car. So it's time to start saving with all states pay-as-you-go auto insurance. Yeah, you know it, Bill. All states pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, PA, that is, of course, Dave LaVoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, Chet, uh, what's going on over at the Irish Rover? I'm sure uh, this is a big restaurant bar week for sure. Uh, with all these games every night of the week and uh, and the weekend as well. What's going on? Hey, Bill, play along with me here, okay? Knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Don't cry, Bill. Yes, the Irish Rover has scrapped its <laughs> annual Halloween bash because, well, the Phillies are in the World Series. That's why. Stop crying, Bill. Uh, yeah, the Phillies are playing game two of the series Saturday night, as we all know. And the Rover, instead of having the Halloween bash they were going to have, wants you there for what they're calling a red out. Wear your Phillies red, cheer on Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper and the guys, and enjoy drink specials and snag some prizes along the way. Yes, you will always find good times and great food and drink at the Irish Rover in Langhorne. And... If you're a beer lover like me, remember there are always 24 beers on tap. Dinner specials Thursday through Sunday, drink specials during all Eagles games and during these World Series games. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne. And the website is, of course, irishroverstationhouse.com. Hi, this is Ray Dinger, and it is always fun to talk sports with these two guys, Bill and Chet, on Philly Press Box Radio. And it's always good to talk to Ray Diddy. We're going to get Ray uh, on again. We're going to yeah, That's on. right. All right. Well, hey, let's welcome our man from Boop Stats, Bob Vitrone Jr. Is he live from Splits tonight? Nope. Uh, he's nope, live from the Vitrone house. Boo hoo. <laughs> Boo hoo. <sighs> Hi, guys. Hey, we got some, uh, we got, we're looking for week eight better tidbits and we're going to talk some Phillies with you tonight. Throw that stat out. I saw you post about the, uh, winning the nine games. Yeah. Well, first of all, the one I put out that uh, everybody got retreated was the last four teams that, uh, went into the world series undefeated in the postseason did not win the world series. Um, that goes back to the 2014 Royals, 2007 Rockies, the 1998s and the 1988 A's. Uh, the Astros, like Chet said, have won nine in a row. They are the sixth uh, team that will head into the, world, into the World Series with a winning streak of nine or more games. The other five, only one of them won the World Series. So um, something to hang your hat on. Our I like hat. it. I, I like that. I like that. All right, let's get to let our me, football. Let me, you, and... let me just tell you one thing about the pitching if I can. All right? Go ahead. Here's what I thought right away. I want the guy – I want to know which guy is going to give me an inning in game seven if I need it, having started in game six. Who's going to be my Randy Johnson if I need it? And I'm not saying it's wrong that the other guy can't be that guy, but is one of them more in a better place to do that than the other? Then I work around that because I think they're 1A and 1. So if Noah – if I think Noah – someone said they thought Wheeler was gassed the other night. So maybe I don't want him having to be a guy to give me an inning in seven if he gives me seven innings on game six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at all hands in deck game seven that far ahead. Yeah, yeah. and that's what, Good exactly thing. what it is. All hands on deck if it gets to a game seven. I mean, you're going to use everybody. I don't care if they pitched in game five or game six or right. whatever. Whatever it takes, yeah. you got to go but Which with one it. is them is better suited for that? You know, I don't want to throw yeah. a guy out there who I think isn't who I kind of know is going to explode with the, you know, whatever. The other thing to know is game one, the Phillies have never won a playoff series when they've lost game one. So mm. there you go. 
And as we said last week, the Phillies have also never played a game seven in the postseason series either. Yep, one of five teams, I believe, in Major League Baseball. And and they're going to have to face Verlander. It doesn't get any better than that if you go to win. 0-6 all-time in the World Series, by the way, Josh Verlander. 0-6? Yes. Wow. Yeah, something terrible like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, I I threw a question up here from Robbie. Both of you take a crack at it. Do you think the Astros will be overconfident? I don't – Jack? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so either. Um, In this day and age, it's a little hard to be overconfident when you see how good your opponent is six times a day on SportsCenter. Um, You know, you can catch teams napping in – certainly in lesser sports like college basketball and stuff back in the day. But as far as major league, I mean, there are nine eight shows on every day. He, the Astros knows what they're running into. Um, and they have scouts and they, they have eyes. And a lot of these players have played with Phillies and against Phillies. So that's a lot less pertinent today than it might've been 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you too. All right, let's get to our football, then we'll come back to baseball. How's that? Jet, uh, how did we do last week? What are our standings? <laughs> well, guys, you he, actually he, both he win again, up, didn't You he? both picked up a game on the front runner, yeah. me, yeah. thanks to the stinking New York football Giants oh, winning yet another one-score game, a comeback win over Dougie P's Jacksonville Jaguars. So you guys were both 3-1. and one. I was 2-2. Two and two. But I do still lead the overall standings. I'm not going to put up the big graphic this week. I am 18 and 10. Bill, you're within one game now at 17 and 11. And Boop, hey, you're back to the 500 mark at 14 and 14. Four games behind the leader and defending champion. (laughs) Now I want to boo-hoo again. (laughs) That's right, boo-hoo. All right, let's go with our for win. Ruin extra game in here just so Chet would have to work a little bit harder. Uh, Boop, the add-in game, 49ers at the Rams. 49ers minus one and a half after giving up 44 points or whatever against the Chiefs. Yeah, um, the Rams, you know, had a bye. They looked like they finally got together against the Panthers and played well for the entire second half, and then they had a bye. That's that's a shame. Um, Still, the way they – San Francisco kind of folded a little bit the way I looked at it from my seat at the Splits Bar and Grill, which, by the way, is sponsoring my talk. Uh, They kind of folded a little bit against Patrick Mahomes and company, so I'm going with L.A. here. I'm also taking the Rams. I'm surprised that the 49ers are favored by a point and a half on the road. That that really shocked me. I think the Rams are a better team than what we've seen so far this year. I mean, heck, they're the defending champions like me. I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> I, we'll just skip that last comment. I'm going Rams also. Uh, I, I just, you know, I get that Christian McCaffrey is going to make them better, but they gave up 44 points. He, he doesn't play defense. I'm going Rams. Washington. Matt Ryan is benched for the season. Uh, Carson Wentz is out for Washington. Uh, Colts minus three at home. I'm not sure about this one. Well, I went numerology on this one. You mentioned Matt Ryan. He's got 2,008 passing yards so far. Philly's last World Series was 2,008. So (laughs) even though he's not playing, I'm going with the Colts. Ah, interesting. Um, I had no idea. I kind of basically flipped a coin in my head and it landed on Washington. I am taking the Washington Commanders to win this one on the road. I'm going to take the Colts uh, only because, well, two reasons. One, they're at home, and two is they're they're going to have to figure this thing out if it's going to be a full dose of running the ball with Jonathan Taylor or what it's going to be. they got to figure something out. But uh, Washington's getting better beating the Gosh, awful Green Bay Packers team last week. Mm-hmm. All right. Giants visit Seattle. Seahawks minus three. No, nobody wants to give the G-man any love yet. Last four uh, games, fourth quarter scoring. Giants 45, opponents nine. Going with the Giants here. Yeah, I, I kept writing the Giants off. You know what? I'm just going to say maybe they are actually a good team. They're six and one. They got to be doing something right. I'm also taking the New York football Giants. Yeah, me too. Uh, sooner or later, somebody got to love them a little bit, right? I mean, they keep winning. That's what it's all about. However, yep. however ugly it might be, they're running the ball with Barkley, and they're they're playing good ball. Bears visit the Cowboys. Cowboys minus nine. I think, that's, uh, I, think I know where this one's going. Yeah, it's only the Cowboys' third 1 p.m. game of the oh, – sorry. 
Time to wake up, boop. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on a, t- a show. I got my alarm set. It's only <laughs> Dallas's third 1 p.m. game of the year. The other two they won by 15 and 18. Um, so for no other reason, time of day, I'll go with Dallas. Easily to cover. I'm taking them to win the game, certainly. I don't know if they'll cover or not. doesn't really matter for our picks, but uh, the Cowboys are clearly the better team here. Much as that pains me to say that, yeah, I got to go Dallas. Yep, me too. All right, last up, Eagles host the Steelers. Eagles minus 10. Uh, Steelers aren't very good, but that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. Um, it's the Eagles' first of three straight games against teams that are currently in last place. I'd almost want to call it a trap game, but there's no other end of the trap. And I think Sirianni has a pretty good feel for the locker room to be able to keep them plowing through the even the bad teams. So uh, I, I think they roll. I should mention that I will be at the game on Sunday. Oh, that changed my mind. I oh, believe geez. they have lost seven of the last eight games of which I was in attendance. That's going to change this week. I am taking the Eagles to win and to cover. I have the Birds winning 31-16. Yeah, you, you know I know they haven't you're... lost at home to Pittsburgh since 1965, right? I know. I know. Okay. How about that? But – was Chet in, was Chet there in 1965? Because, yeah. I was actually there for one of the wins over uh, the Steelers, uh, maybe 12 years ago or whatever. So, yeah, Eagles are winning this one. All right, boop, throw us some weekly splits and grill tidbit for game. Well, we said the Eagles are a 10 point favorite. Um, it's the 41st time they've been a double digit favorite at home in their history since, which is 78 or so since lines became pertinent. Uh, they're 30 and 10 straight up when they are a double digit favorite. They have won the last nine games straight up when they are a double digit favorite at home. But more importantly, they're seven and two against the spread in those nine games. Uh, so they have been covering when they're that big of a, a favorite at home. And for my purposes, uh, in those seven covers they've had, five of them have been unders. So I'm leaning towards the um, the cover and the under. And uh, with that in mind, my score is going to be 28 10. There you go. 28-10. Okay. Uh, any other tidbits throughout the season, or I'm going to jump back to baseball for you? Go ahead. Baseball is fine. All right. So, I just uh, to get you off your uh, your boop stats, just as a fan watching the game, what did you think about that series, and what did you think about the uh, bedlam at the bank? Well, well I just wish he, I, I do, I wish he had one more B. Bedlam at the bank or, you know, with Bryce or something like that. Um, and I do believe Bedlam at the bank was the working title for Dog Day Afternoon way back in the day. I'm not sure about that. You'd have to check it out. Um, the thing that was most impressive about me, about this Phillies team in these two series, was whether it was an inning or whether it was a game, they bounced right back from a four-run inning or a bad inning, whatever, which is a lot of what we saw towards the end of September was them not bouncing back. It was the other way where they'd have a good inning and then surrender runs. So they've kind of reversed where they've kind of put out the bad stuff out of their mind and just said, bang, let's do what we do and get on with it and, you know, and then worry about it later. Um, it's like a total flip of that. You can, you're going to give in up runs in this game. You're going to make errors. You're going to strike out. It's the next batter, the next ball, the next sw- swing, the next pitch that matters. And they've got that mindset down to a, a science right now. Yeah, they they never they act like they never think they're out of it, and anybody can be a hero. Whether it's Segura, uh, Stott, somebody down the bottom of the lineup, uh, yeah. Veerling getting hits, you know. Yeah, I am in uh, for and, and twenty. Bad, I'm in for twenty five. Bo- as bad as struggled. He- Sorry, I'm in for twenty five bucks on uh, Nick Castellanos to win the MVP at forty to one. So <laughs> oh, wow. it's his turn if you're asking me who's going to wow. be the guy in the series. <laughs> Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. You know what I was. What I was going to say is, uh, as much as he struggled throughout, Alec Boehm, uh at the plate in this series comes up with a defensive play that was uh, it was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody on this team is finding a way to contribute, and I think that's that's really key. Yeah, fun to watch. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else? Boop will, be, Boop will be at splits at least eight times over the next nine days. That's my prediction. I, I'm, I've been in there eight times in one day. So, yes, it's very possible. <laughs> so, well, oh, Boop, let everyone know where they can follow you, your social media platforms, your splits, bar and grill, throw it all out there. 
Yeah, I'll be at um, I'll be at Splits most of the weekend, like we said, for either Phillies games or Eagles games or the Union big Union match Sunday night. Um, but yep. you can follow me on Twitter at Boopstats. A lot of people do. A lot of the things Jim Phil had mentioned. Uh, I got lots of retweets by uh, some you know people I know in the business, and lots of people got to see those numbers. Um, you can see them too by following me at Twitter, checking out my website at Boopstats.com, uh, or just stopping by Splits and having a beer with me. There you go. One, one final comment for you. Uh, and we're going to get to this with Zach Berman here shortly when, when we get Zach. Uh, no, Zach Eagles making yeah, we will. Z- Eagles making a move today uh, to bolster the defensive line. How he and the boys are continuing to work the lines up, thinking they're going all in here in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And that does a lot more than just shores up the defensive line. It tells the other players on the team, if you got something going on, let me know and maybe we can fix it. You know, he's not against fixing anything that's, you know, could be a problem or when something comes up. And it not only helps that particular position, but it's, again, it's it's part of keeping a locker room together is, you know, keeping players, uh, you know, the position healthy when even individual players aren't. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, Boop. Okay. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. All right. Hey, Chet, let's, uh, as we said, we're going to have to wait on Zach. Hopefully we get him. Um, yep. He's, he's, he's working. Can't, can't argue with that. Yeah. He uh, said he should be on by around seven forty. So, uh, if all goes well, we'll have him within the next five minutes, Bill. Okay. Well, uh, I posed a question to you the other day and you surprised me a little bit with your answer. Uh, when the Sixers were 0-3 before they won that that one game, uh, I asked you how short that leash was on Glenn Rivers, and you said very short. Uh, you surprised me a little bit. You ready to pull the plug on him? Oh, yeah. You know, I was, I was never really a huge fan of his. Um, I think there are better coaches out there. So, yeah, I'm not ready to do it yet, but I would give him, you know, maybe 20 games or so. And 20. if they're – if they're, you know, 10 and 10 or, you know, certainly 8 and 12 or whatever, I would seriously consider making a change at that point. Right now they're 1 and 3. They're going up against the Toronto game the next – or Toronto team the next couple of games. That's not that great. So, you know, they got a shot to get back on track. Harden's playing well. Uh, Embiid looked a whole lot better the last time out. And most importantly, the bench looked really, really good, finally scored some points. So uh, maybe things are coming around. But uh, I, I would not be shocked if Doc did not make it through the season. Well, let's, uh, let's hope that they play a little bit better ball. But, hey, on a better note, we have Zach Berman with us. And uh, Zach is now working for the Atlantic. He covers the, the Eagles. Athletic. He's the Eagles the athletic. Don't get it right. Athletic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Athletic and uh, covers the Eagles. He's the beat writer. He's been busy. We told the the viewers, Zach, that you were tied up actually having to work tonight. Uh, welcome to your first visit to Philly Press Box Radio. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Zach, uh, yeah, the big news of the day, of course, which is why uh, you had to join us a little later than expected, was the acquisition of Robert Quinn. Pretty good player, certainly last year for the Bears. What, 18 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, I know he's not a kid anymore, but what do you think of this deal? I, I really like the deal. I, I think if you looked at where the Eagles could upgrade, edge rusher was atop that list. And when you consider the fact that there's playing time there, they use a rotation. And ever since Derek Barnett's injury in week one, they've been going with Patrick Johnson and Teron Jackson. Uh, so there are snaps to distribute for Quinn. Uh, number two, they're playing with a the lead. They've they've had 14-point leads in every game so far this season. Teams are going to have to pay. It's hard to sustain or maintain that pace, but it's reasonable to expect them to be leading in the fourth quarter of games this year. Teams are going to have to throw the ball. You're, you're going to need good pass rushers. And Robert Quinn, even though his his production isn't there through six weeks this season, he's one of the, pro, the most prolific, productive players pass rushers of the past decade uh in the league there are only seven players with at least 100 sacks robert quinn is one of them so to get him at a a moderate cost a fourth round pick for essentially a rental i think it's a fair deal and it's the type of trade that you make if you you view yourself as a contender and the eagles should view themselves as contenders yeah well you you mentioned playing with a lead um 
the, the Eagles in the first half have been really, really good. Does it concern you any that they seem to take their foot off the gas? I'm always saying step on their throat, step on their throat, and they seem to be taking their foot off the gas in the second half. I understand the question, and it's 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 obviously come up often during these past few weeks. I think if uh, if your team's problem is that they're not doing enough to build on their double digit leads, um, then that that that's that's a good problem to have, right? They it, they haven't lost the game yet. Uh, they do need to play better in the in the third quarter of games. I, I would say in 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 particular, um, it's hard to say why they're so productive in the second quarter. I mean, they they are at a historic pace in the second quarter. Of, of of games this season, I I think the way they play is different. Um, a late in games, obviously, from a defensive perspective, you want the opposing offense to go on long extended drives. I mean, if I think Jonathan Gannon said it last week that in some situations, if an offense goes on a twelve play drive that takes seven minutes off the clock, that's not the worst thing in the world when you have a two when you have a two possession lead. Uh, now. The Dallas game and the Arizona game probably got a little too close for comfort, right? The Arizona game in particular was tied, and then the Eagles had, had to go kick a field goal there. Uh, but overall, I, I, I think there are, there are things that could happen that – or there, there are things they can do that can improve that on the defensive side, getting more pass rush production in the second half of games. They have 10 second-half sacks this season, but only one during these past two games. So getting Robert Quinn – can help you there and then offensively there are things they can do as well but overall i i i don't think it's as big of a problem as it's being made out to be because um they've been able to for the most part hold hold these leads and win these games zach we're all pleasantly surprised of course by the six and oh start for the eagles and by the play of the quarterback in particular um jalen hurts has surprised a lot of us with how well he has performed do you think he can keep this up or defense is going to make more adjustments to him to somehow limit his effectiveness yeah defenses will make adjustments and then hurts is going to have to adjust to their adjustments right that's that's the nature of football uh i think there are parts of this that I definitely think he 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 can keep up. He's he's such he's such a weapon when he runs the ball, and the threat of him running really changes the the shape of the defense. And I I don't see that changing. Um, he's been real efficient in the passing game. I think he'll maintain that. The one thing that I I think has a chance to have a bit of an uptick here uh, is is turnovers. Uh, he's he's done an outstanding job of not turning the ball over. And there's there can be a bit of a of, of a of a regression to the mean there, um, if if you think that uh, he's kind of playing above his head in the turnover department. But everything else, I I think he'll sustain it. But I, I do think there are going to be defenses that blitz more against him. There are going to be defenses that try to give him some uncomfortable looks, and it's going to be incumbent upon Jalen Hurts to adjust to that. Understanding there's only so many balls to go around and so many weapons to get it to. Uh, does it surprise you any that um, Zach Paschal and Quez Watkins have a combined 12 catches in six games and they're, they're really uh, haven't been much part of the offense at this point? To me, there's a lot more to this offense that can still happen uh, that we haven't seen yet. Well, no, that does not concern me, and I actually think that's probably a, a, a good thing. And that's no disrespect to Zach Paschal or Quez Watkins, but if you have the option to pass the ball to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, <laughs> Or to Zach Pascal and Quez Watkins, you should throw it to AJ Smith, or I'm sorry, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. I think that Quez and Pascal, and you know, you extend it even to to Kenny Gainwell and Jack Stoll, they're complementary pieces. And going into this year, I expected there to be a high usage rate among the top three, and that's exactly what you've seen. Those are the guys who are, who are getting the bulk of the targets. I don't see that changing, and I don't think that should change. I, I think that. Throw it to Quez Watkins if he's open downfield. Throw it to Zach Pascal, uh, you know, on a, on a third down when 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 you're five wide and, and or I should say empty with a tight end and and he has the fourth cornerback on him. But don't throw it to Zach Pascal when you could throw it to AJ Brown or Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard. That's that's just kind of the way I look at it. Zach, the Eagles have a pretty favorable schedule going forward. Any of these games worry you? Should we be concerned about any of these teams? Well, the Packers, I, I think, are going to be a, a better team when they see them. Uh, and that's not said with any evidence this year to support it. It's it's said with 
you know, nearly two decades of, of evidence of Aaron Rodgers' greatness, right? And I, I, I think that uh, over the course of the year, the Packers, I need to, I need to believe they'll sort themselves out, and I think that could be a, a tougher game. I can't really tell you that 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 the Colts uh, are going to be as tough as I thought they were going to be. They've made a quarterback change this week. We'll we'll see how how that affects them. But I, I thought that was going to be a tough game going into the year. The other games fall in, in the any given Sunday category. But overall, I, I think that the toughest games are the Packers. They have the Titans. The Giants are a six and one team, and it's hard to luck your way in this in the six wins in seven games. So uh, those could be tough games as, as well. But I, I still think the Packers game is the toughest game they have left. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and that quarterback list, that's I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, that quarterback list, to me, um, makes it look like the Eagles can have a pretty good run of success against these youngsters with uh, – the points the Eagles can score and that they play solid defense and going to make these young quarterbacks work. Yeah, you're uh, correct about that. And and now Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then to a degree Ryan Tannehill are are you know I mean they're they're formidable opponents. But then when you look at you know Kenny Pickett and, and Davis Mills and Taylor Heineke and Sam Ellinger, um, these are our quarterbacks that the Eagles should beat. And and, and so. The Eagles are going to be favored in every one of those games, uh, and they, you know, there's there's reason to believe that with the way they're playing offensively, and some of these upgrades they have on defense, uh, that they'll maintain this pace. Zach, other than Jalen Hurts, who's been the biggest surprise on this year's Eagles team? Other than Jalen Hurts, because uh, I think it's fair to say Jalen Hurts uh, has has been the biggest surprise. I I would probably go with T.J. Edwards. And the reason I, I say that is because T.J. Edwards, for the past three years, right? This is his fourth year in Philly. For the past three years, it's it's like they've been they've been trying to replace him almost, right? It's each year he's not a starter, and then by middle of the season he kind of becomes a starter, and then this year he's finally the starter from week one, and he's not just a replacement level linebacker for them. He's He's value added at that position, and that's a that's a credit to him. It's a credit to his development. Um, and I'll be honest with you, when they drafted Nicobe Dean in the third round, I was kind of waiting. All right, when's Nicobe Dean going to get mm-hmm. into the starting lineup? And that hasn't been the case. And it's not of any fault of Nicobe's. It's because TJ. It's because TJ Edwards and Kaiser White have have both been productive in their roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of the play of the defensive backfield? Uh, they've been making big plays from the turnover standpoint, but overall play, uh, pretty satisfied with. Yeah, really impressed. In particular, the corners, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that's the best cornerback combination in the NFL based on the way they played this year. And then the safeties have given them upgraded performance relative to last season. In particular, you get C.J. Gardner Johnson, who's who's been hot and cold, but he obviously had the interceptions last week. Uh, and then Marcus Epps has really been a solid player for them. Um, so you can have questions about their depth there, but I, I think overall uh, they're they're playing well in the secondary. Well, you've covered the Eagles a full 10 years now. Zach, any particular favorite players or coaches you had to interview? Well, Malcolm Jenkins always comes to mind. Um, Malcolm Jenkins was someone who was honest. He was, he was available, and he was a, a, a top-of-the-league player. And so when you have – have those three factors you're relevant you're honest and you're available um it's a good combination uh and so i i really enjoyed covering malcolm jenkins uh i can i mean there's so many guys and it's incumbent upon it's incumbent upon the reporter to find uh common ground and and you know a reason to get along and have professional relationships with with all of them but malcolm jenkins zach ertz i mean jason kelsey uh, I mean, I, I really like covering Michael Vick when he was here. Uh, Nick Foles in particular, the, the, the second time around. Um, I can go on down the list. So many players from that 2017 team. I mean, I, 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 I'm behind my shoulder here is a book, Underdogs, which I, I wrote after the, the 2017 season. And I couldn't have done it with without like the help and the honesty of, of so many uh, oh, oh! Thank you for putting that up there. Mm-hmm. Of of so many players in that locker room, and 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 the same thing with coaches and executives and ownership. Uh, so I think it's incumbent upon the reporter more than 
the player and the coach and the executive to have that relationship. Very good. Hey, I wanted to jump back to the current day. Uh, what, what's the status of Lane Johnson? Is he, uh, is he healthy and ready to go after the bye week? So Nick Sirianni said today that he was still in the concussion protocol, and there's stages to that, and you have to essentially graduate out of it. But he was limited at practice today, which is a good sign that he's progressing. Uh, I do think he's going to play now. Concussions, the one thing I should note about concussions is they're out of the team's hands, right? Uh, and so the team can't say, all right, Lane, uh, go go tough this out, right? He has to be cleared by an independent neurologist in order to be out there. But based on the trajectory that you see, that he was in practice uniform today, that he was out there on the practice field, and that he was a limited participant in practice, and it's Wednesday and they play Sunday, that leads me to believe that he's in good position to play on Sunday. Hey, Zach, uh, we got about two minutes left with you. Uh, your old pal, Voop, Bob Vitrone Jr., yeah. said to say hello. We had him on earlier. And I think he sent this uh, to you and me, uh, a group email today. He was wondering if maybe your parents are um, Chris Berman and Ethel Merman. Here we go. Is it two of <laughs> uh, your parents? No, they are uh, They are not. Um, it, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, you're only seeing me from, I guess, the, the, the chest up here. Um, if your viewers and listeners saw me in person, they would see that uh, I am much smaller than Chris Berman. And, and Ethel Berman. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was a former Eagles coach who uh, who said to me, you're definitely not related to Chris Berman. Um, so I would say that uh, based on size alone, I'm not related to Chris Berman. And I was going to say that looking at our names, Berman, Furman, and Chesco sounds like a low-budget law firm. <laughs> hey, right? Sign me up for that, right? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Hey, hey, Zach, before we let you go, uh, let everybody know how they can follow you on your social media, everything you have going on. Uh, check sure, I appreciate that. Yeah, you can follow me, first off, at The Athletic. If you if you go to The Athletic, um, you can find uh, all our Eagles coverage. And when I say our, uh, Bo Wolf is my colleague on the Eagles beat. And then you'll find coverage of all the Philly sports teams, of all the professional leagues uh, across the United States, college, and then even uh, soccer abroad. Um, so I, I'm biased, obviously, but I, I think the athletic is a great investment for any sports fan. Uh, you can follow my podcast, our podcast, when I do with Bo Wolf and, and Marissa Dunn three days a week. It's, it's called Birds with Friends. We're on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. And then you can find me on social media at ZBerm, Z-B-E-R-M. Two things. Uh, I actually pay for the athletic subscription. So I appreciate uh, that. you guys Thank do you. a great job. And uh, Birds with Friends. I love that name. That's a great name for a podcast. <laughs> That's a credit to Bo Wolf there. I like it. <laughs> one one final comment. Uh, do you have one eye on the Phillies? I have two eyes on the Phillies. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, the, the way the schedule works out is that it's pretty conducive uh, to mm -hmm. watching the Phillies game. You know, Thursday, the Eagles play next Thursday. There's no Phillies game. The Eagles play Sunday. There's no Phillies game. So it works out well. And a matter of fact, if this series goes to six games, I'm in Houston next Thursday for the mm -hmm. Eagles-Texans game. I might have to change my flight to check out that, that Phillies-Astros game. It's probably easier to get tickets in Houston than it is in Philly at this point. Yeah, it only for takes sure. a credit card at this point. There you go. <laughs> if you're, you you're go. already there, just throw down, a, throw down a credit card. There you go. All right, Zach. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, go Eagles. Go Phillies. Absolutely. Thanks for accommodating me. All right. Thanks, All right. Zach. Appreciate it. All right, Chad. Hey, let's give out. That was great, by the way. Yeah, he's let's awesome. Let's give a shout out to all the shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. Wall-to-wall -wall coverage. Uh, also going to be some live events going on that, that are going to come out here next day. So if the World Series gets started, uh, you can catch all the action. www.eopsports.com as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. Find our show, Philly Press Box Radio YouTube as well. Check out uh, hit all the subscribe, follow, like buttons, and share with your family and friends. As you can see, it is loaded up, and uh, Chet, you might can shed some light. We had a little call the other night with all of us trying to figure out uh, every night pre and post Phillies game coverage uh, is going to happen as well. Yeah, we're still finalizing that, but uh, we we got all the covers, ba all the bases covered. Sorry, no pun intended. So uh, yeah, looking forward to the World Series and. EOP's coverage of it. And speaking of which, Bill, a couple of things related to that. 
Um, I've been to this place, Dolan's, over there in Ridley Park, and they got Tommy Green, Lenny Dykstra, hopefully he'll show up, and Mickey Morandini um, for three of the games on the World Series schedule. So if you want to go hang out and watch the game with these guys, there's your opportunity right there, including Friday night. Tommy Green, great guy to hang with. And I also want to mention uh, what's going on with Philly Sports Trips. Uh, the guys at Philly Sports Trips have just this week arranged a trip to Houston for the World Series. Obviously, the first two games of the series. Check the website to see if any openings remain because, you know, game one is Friday. They have road trips to all Eagles games, a journey next March for some Philly spring training action, and the opportunity to hang there with legendary Phil skipper Charlie Manuel. Get all the details on their website, phillysportstrips.com. Again, phillysportstrips.com. And just remember, when you go to Dolan's, you're going deep in the heart of Delco. So be careful, oh, yeah. there, friends. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, Chen, I'm not going to let you off the hook. Um, we got to talk about the Union. That's right, the Union. They're playing in the MLS semifinal Saturday night against stinking New York City. Uh, could there be another Philly champion? I know you're, you've been following. Well, I have. It's actually Sunday night, Bill. Sunday night, I swear to God, the 30th, 8 p.m. Eastern time at Subaru Park in Chester. The game to be broadcast on FS1. The winner to face the winner from the afternoon battle between the Los Angeles FC and Austin FC clubs. Uh, That'll be a week from Saturday. And, yeah, the Union certainly has a shot, Bill. And, by the way, congrats to Union head coach Jim Curtin, who for a second time has just been named MLS Coach of the Year, the MLS also, or the union rather, also has the goalkeeper of the year in Andre Blake. So, yeah, they got a lot of talent there. And hey, they're one of the final four. So, of course, they have a shot. Sunday night, FS1. Sunday night. I'll tell you what, I, I might just turn it on just because they're playing Stink in New York and we always want to beat them. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Chet, great guest tonight in Zach Berman and Boop. Uh, who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, Bill, I'm glad you asked. And, uh, I don't have the first guest totally lined up yet, but it will be somebody talking about the World Series because we assume that there will be a Game 5 Wednesday night at 8.03. So we're going to be on from 7 to 8 Eastern time, our usual time slot next week, kind of acting as a pregame show for that. We will have someone on for sure talking Phillies, and then we will have a second guest as well. It's uh, our old pal who's a diehard Eagles fan. He is also the executive director of the Barkan Foundation, which has a big event coming up real soon in November. It's Mike Barnes. Mike Barnes, a diehard fan, as I said, of the Eagles. And they are celebrating their 10th anniversary at the Barkan Foundation. He and uh, Michael Barkan and company. So going to be fun to talk to Mike for the first time in a couple of years. Mike won't be too fired up. Never, no. (laughs) He, He reminds me of that Freddie Burns. He just stays jacked up. You know, the sad thing is, Bill, I didn't have time for my random chat this week. I was going to do a whole bunch of uh, Halloween-related jokes, but we uh, ran out of time. Thank goodness we talk sports instead. Flyers are 4-2. <laughs> and two. We already Flyers. did the boo-hoo thing, what knock-knock thing. Get back on the winning track, Flyers. You're still 4-2, and two, looking good. Not looking so good. Penn State, 15.5-point underdog to Ohio State this weekend at Beaver Stadium. That's scary, Bill. It is. It is. And uh, the worst part is Ohio State could cover that. That's that's the really part. It's not it's yeah, not unreasonable. I will not but be wagering on that one. One one can hope, uh, you know, the last time that uh, Penn State got really blown out by Michigan, they bounced back and beat Minnesota and then beat Ohio State. So 2016, I believe. That's right. Yeah. All right. Anything else? We'll wrap this thing up because we we're just about out of time. Um, what is a ghost's favorite vacation spot? Lake Erie. What do you call a witch at the beach? Hey, how about, how about uh, we done. stop with all that? Hey, by the way, I'm going on the record. I'm going on the record right now. Write this yeah. down. 15 and 2. The oh, Eagles. the Eagles. Oh. 15 uh, well, and 2. I, I'm sticking with my prediction, which was, what, 11 and uh, 6. So, yeah, Look I'll stick with 11 quarterbacks are playing. But yeah, I think I think they very well could go 15 or 14 and 3 at the worst. Go birds, okay. go Phillies. Wrap it Wrap up. Wrap it up. Let's thank tonight's special guests, Zach Berman and Bob Vitrone Jr. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LakeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Razroom, Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. 
For Jim Chet Chesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, November 2nd already. Chet, it's Red October coming to an end at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com. On blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio. On Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. Go Phillies. Go Birds. Go Union. And happy Halloween as well. Ah!